If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. We are back with a second installment in our After Action Review for Learning Technology Design. And in case you missed the first installment, we spent some time talking about the uh, overall concept behind the event and kind of the the framework that we applied to it. And you can get that, uh, get the show notes for that, and also get that episode at leadinglearning.com episode 35. And of course, you can get the show notes for this episode at leadinglearning.com episode 36. And again, in that that last episode, we really talked about, you know, uh, what learning technology design was supposed to accomplish, uh, kind of the, the concepts behind it, and uh, and then also just kind of the, the framework that um, that we brought to it, uh, what we characterize as really a questioning framework that we applied to uh, particularly the, the full group sessions that we had at the event. But the full group sessions weren't uh, all that the event was about. Um, we had quite a lot of content uh, beyond that. So beyond those full group uh, sessions. Um, we also both days had morning workshops. Uh, your choice of one of two uh, longer length workshops, so an hour and forty five minutes, or your third choice was to go to a uh, a grouping of three content pods. And content pods is is our term for kind of shorter, um, really focused. Uh, content presentations uh, that are then followed by ample time for for Q&A. So that was the choice. We put the workshops in in the morning based on some actually feedback from the symposium with the idea that people are kind of fresher and uh, more able to focus and engage in in something like that in the morning. So that's that's why we put them there. And we also knew that not everybody was going to necessarily want to do kind of that that longer time commitment around a particular subject. So we wanted to offer not just a a choice of workshops, but also kind of that different um, approach with the content pods. Right, right. And, you know, and we should say, you know, at the point that we're talking now, um, we're about to put an evaluation out. We we haven't done the evaluation. We haven't gotten that back, and and that's sort of purposeful. We want to we want to talk just sort of based off of our own impressions before we're influenced by you know whatever we hear um, back. But um, but it, but at least you know with respect to those workshops and with and with respect to the the, the content pods that were going on at the same time, um, felt like we got good feedback on those. That uh, you know the the people who did want to dig deep on a, on a particular topic, obviously they had that opportunity. They could do it. And I know at least in the two workshops that I was involved in leading one on marketing mastery and working with you on um, uh, learning platform selection and another one, uh, people were definitely engaged. I mean, you know, there was a lot of discussion. There was questioning um, going on. and um, Questions. And questions. Uh, yeah, good. questions, always questions. And, um, you know, and, and I think uh, some, some very substantive uh, learning was able to, to go on. I didn't even get to see any of the content pods because I was doing a workshop both mornings. So you'll have to say, you know, how that went from your perspective. Well, I thought that the so I got to see the content pods on on day one because as you mentioned day two I was leading one of the workshops but I, I thought that it went really well we had um, interesting topics and then good questions uh, around it and you know we had enough time for questions but um, but there were questions you know that mm-hmm. kind of filled the, the the available time and so I, it felt like a nice mix of okay let's get someone who can share something concrete we had. Dr. Brian McGowan there talking about flipped his experience with 
a really serious, a, a few really serious uh, flipped classroom uh, experiences and sharing that data, sharing that experience, the lessons learned, and then had, you know, good questions around that. We had, um, you know, other topics as well, but I think it was a, a nice mix and kind of kept uh, a nice pace. Yeah, and I, and I think it was a good mix, and, you know, we should say uh, to the extent it hasn't been clear already, I mean, we did a lot of work ahead of time, you know, going out to uh, prospective attendees and then actual registrants, asking them about, you know, their challenges, what they're really wrestling with, uh, to extract from that the topics, you know, and, and then, of course, you know, we have our own opinions about what organizations should be thinking about right now, because we're out there, you know, every day, and, and we do this stuff ourselves. Uh, so, um, I, you know, I thought it was, it was a really good mix. Uh, flipped learning, I thought, uh, you know, you interviewed Brian, um, and we'll, we'll link to, um, to that podcast uh, uh, as well. You interviewed Brian. Did I interview Brian? You I interviewed, interviewed Brian. You interviewed Brian. Wow, I tell you, it's a blur, isn't it? Uh, we're now on episode 35 here. It's hard to, hard to remember what all has happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, incredibly smart guy. But then we had, you know, uh, Tadu Yimam giving a, a talk on podcasting, which I, we, we did record um, the content pods, and we need to review that. And as long as they look good and people are open to it, um, we'll put out some or, or all of those. Uh, but I know, you know, I want to hear what she had to say about podcasting. Mark Nillis talking about um, using Booster Learn for, you know, re reinforcing learning over time. Uh, you know, uh, Layla Masri talking about um, kind of usability issues related to um, conversion, you know, getting people to actually make the journey to making the purchase on your website and how to make that happen better. So nice mix of learning and marketing and technology type stuff uh, going on in the content pods. Yeah, and Diane Elkins talking about kind of just um, good design tips that would uh, boost learner engagement, you know. So yeah, it was a, a nice range of topics, I think, and some of them were kind of, uh, you know, experience case study driven. Some of them were um, uh, more, um, well, I did one around kind of cutting edge technologies, which which got a little less practical, but a little bit, uh, I think, interesting in terms of, you know, what's on the horizon, what do we need to be thinking about? So it was a nice mix of topics and kind of both uh, practical and maybe a little bit more, hmm, what should we be thinking about? And I can tell we're, you were already starting to uh, you know go on long enough in this after action review. I think we'd been talking about just doing this as a single episode, but uh, as, we, as we've started pulling at the thread, it seems like it may be worth uh, continuing to talk for a little bit. And uh, this, you may be hearing us in episode two of, of this uh, uh, particular um, podcast. But um, but let's move on too, to talking about um, you know what happened in the afternoons. And again, you know all of this is framed by that sort of questioning framework, the opening and closing sessions that we talked about earlier. Um, but, you know, we've had the morning workshops and, and the option for the content pods if you don't want the workshops. But then after lunch... We had hour-long workshops on uh, day one. We had two hour-long workshops, and you had your choice between uh, two at each of the those time slots. Uh, and then on day one, we had... Um, you had your choice of one of two one hours. So we had uh, three, you had your, a chance for three what we called app labs. So the idea was that these were going to focus a, a bit on on the application uh, of ideas and, and hopefully get people to really be digging in and thinking about, okay, how does this apply to me? What can I do? And we had uh, app labs on things like micro learning and on digital badges and uh, webinar mastery, things like that. 
Yeah, and I, you know, from, again, we haven't gotten evaluations back, so we don't know definitely, you know, how those were received. Um, but I know, for example, you know, I was in the session with um, Josh Goldman uh, talking about uh, micro learning, so I was able to, to witness that one firsthand. Um, a, that was packed. Um, you know, I think uh, in retrospect, if we'd sort of thought about that, we had a little bit of difference in the size of the rooms, could have potentially put him in, in, in a bigger room. Um, but uh, you know, that was that was a little hard to balance. But in any case, nobody seemed to care because uh, everybody's really engaged uh, in, in in that particular room. Josh just, you know, really knows his stuff around micro learning. He's one of the, the few associations. He's with the Ohio CPAs uh, who's actually done it. Um, plus, he's just a smart guy in general. I was going to say, he's just really smart in yeah. general. <laughs> and, he, and he was able to, you know, really lay out you know, what microlearning is, but then also give the specific case study around what they did and really engage people in thinking about how they could actually leverage this for, for their organization, the pros and cons, and, and frankly, some of the blather that's out there right now around things like brain science that's being used uh, to, to sell microlearning, which, uh, you know, he pointed out a, a lot of that isn't necessarily true with a big with a big T, as he puts it, um, and that uh, organizations need to be cautious uh, about some of the claims that are being made about microlearning, but that it does just have you know a, a lot of potential um, within learning models. And he's less bullish about what potential it has within within uh, business models, um, but that's there as well. And then he did discuss that. So maybe we should talk a little bit more about the the role of the exhibitors that we had there. Yeah. Because we, we've actually felt like it was really important at a learning technology design uh, event to have um, some companies that have platforms and services and tools out there involved because we felt like it would be important to the extent that um, attendees hadn't had a chance to um, look at some of those systems or talk to people um, representing them that that would be really a useful aspect of it. Yeah, and so you know we really wanted to... Uh try to try to break down some of the traditional walls between exhibitors and attendees that you know we've always experienced um, from both from both sides of the, of right, the aisle. we've been vendors ourselves that's right it's been a while but um but in any case you know we wanted to make it clear that uh any any company that was there as an exhibitor as a solution provider uh you know we wanted them they were welcome for full participation in you know all of the the, the parts of the event so sitting at the table you know in any of the workshops or app labs or whatever and not only welcome to encourage encourage yes absolutely um I mean, that was really I mean, in fact not even that was the expectation mm-hmm. that they were actually you know participants attendees at the event just like everybody else they just also happened to have a table where they could talk about the the products and services uh that they provide um and then we did you know we put them in the, the main room where everybody was you know for a significant you know part uh, of the event you know all of the open and closing sessions the content pods lunch um and we were open you know an hour before things really kicked off to um and people did you know we didn't really kick off things until 9 30 on each day we opened at 8 30 and most people were there um between you know between 8 30 and 9 and you know starting to congregate and talk and talk to exhibitors and, and that sort of thing yeah and so i think that it was good in terms of um of, of how of our expectation of having that expectation mm-hmm. I think that um, you know maybe we need to do in terms of the after action review and thinking about it I think maybe we need to try to emphasize that even more I think that's a natural um, uh, a natural way of, of being at events for some of the um, companies that were there that they tend to just be there and, and act as learners and you know mm-hmm. they go to sessions all of that I think for others that's not necessarily how they're used to to interacting at events and they're kind of more used to being tethered to their table and kind of you know open during exhibit times and trying to play catch up on on work you know during the rest of the day but so I think we need to 
probably do an even more active job of conveying our mindset, our um, ideal way of thinking about how there would that that they would just be attendees like like anyone else. Yeah, and and I think you know there there is a very uh, real sort of um, uh, cultural barrier between attendees and, and exhibitors in, in many instances, and I, you know I think many attendees in an event can be reluctant to actually walk up and engage with an exhibitor because they feel like, you know, that that's going to commit them to something and that, you know, and they know they may not have a need right now. They certainly may not have a budget right now. So they're reluctant to just engage in a conversation that could actually be, you know, extremely fruitful conversation, you know, and that's, that's a difficult barrier to, to break down. I mean, I think the best we can say about this is we're going to have to work at it over time, get in, get more input from attendees, get more input from uh, the solution providers and exhibitors and, you know, what, what can we do to to make sure that you know good substantive meaningful conversations happen that are actually going to be very helpful to to both sides? So we had some of it, you know. I'd, I'd give us maybe a a B a B minus on on, on that. Uh, I think we made a, a good effort at it, but we we have a lot of uh, a lot of room to grow there. So since we are getting a little long, maybe we should just talk about the fact that that um, as we wrapped up. Um, LTD, we didn't think of it as an end because we don't really see this as a as a one off event. Yeah, and we said that you know the same thing about the um, uh, symposium uh, that uh, really it's part of an overall uh, approach to community. Really, um, you know, to trying to connect people that uh, that we feel traditionally have not necessarily had great opportunities um, for connecting to help to try to facilitate that and 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 engender that and hopefully keep it going over time. Um, we've made a big effort with that with the symposium, and we actually have a you know even an online community going around that. Um, with the uh, with learning technology design, I think mainly you know we wanted to make sure that we were providing ample opportunity for people to be you know in conversation with each other. I mean, that's part of the reason for opening early each day was to, to, for the exhibitors to, to get some traffic. But, you know, at least as important was just to give people a place where they can come and commune and talk, which, as we said, you know, a lot of people did. Um, we provided ample time during lunch for that to happen. Um, we, we tried as much as possible to, to encourage, but certainly during our general sessions, but then also, you know, during each of the, the, the content segments that uh, were throughout the day, um, interactive uh, type learning where people really were talking with each other and having conversations, you know, and, and again, stressing, what did you bring? How are you going to help other people here? And at least the feedback we, you know, we got in informal conversations with people around kind of the kinds of connections, the kind of conversations that they were having, that was happening. Um, you know, we're not going to w- walk out of this one event and suddenly have, you know, everybody bonded tightly for life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sharing their professional practices on a daily basis. But I know a lot of people coming out of this are going to stay in touch with each other. You know, every time we, we come back together, whether it's for this or anything else we do, that community is going to be, you know, tighter and tighter. So, we, we, you know, we hope over time that we really are building something for which this event just represents sort of, you know, one point in time in which that broader community comes together. Um, but that, uh, you know, but it, uh, as it goes back out into the world, it's still staying connected. And I think it's a benefit of it being a, a relatively small event that people can have that type of conversation and connection. And you really feel like, oh, I actually got to meet a, a really large number of, of the people who are here. And you don't have the sense of, you know, it, it wouldn't really matter if I weren't here because it's so many thousands of people that, you know, n- no one would miss me. You know, we really, I think that really encouraged the uh, the participation and, uh, and, and made it possible for people to make connections. So I think, you know, while we'd like to grow the event, you know, I don't think we're headed anywhere huge 
certainly not anytime soon, but even just on principle, I don't think we're headed uh, anywhere huge because of that, um, in terms of numbers, because we really like the, that quality over quantity. Right, right. So I guess, you know, a- end of the day, um, you know, as we look at uh, what we set out to do, what we were expecting to, to happen, um, you know, all in all, I, I feel like it was successful, um, certainly. Um, you know, we were able to bring together more than 100 people um, for uh, learning technology design, um, really have what seemed like some, some meaningful interaction. I mean, I think, uh, you know, things that we will s- strive for, I know, going forward is, um, you know, h- how do we frame each of these events? Uh, I, think, I think we were successful this time in how we framed it, but we have, we have to ask that, you know, every time we come around, what's, what's the context this time? How do we really make sure we're providing the right framework for connecting the dots here and, and, and really um, helping learning to happen? So that, you know, that's always going to be a challenge, and I, and I think we did okay with it this time, um, but we have to keep our eye on that. You know, we, we made a big effort at, at getting um, the, the right content, the right topics, um, which I think we did. Uh, it's always going to be a challenge, as, as I think it is for every organization, to really focus on, um, uh, I guess I'd say, that the talent that, that you bring to the, the table, you know, who those speaker facilitators are, um, you know, who you're involving in the event overall. And, um, you know, again, I think uh, we were very fortunate to have some, some great people involved this time, but um, we're going to have to, you know, stay on top of that and make sure we're really finding great people who, who get the idea of, you know, not just being the sort of stand and deliver, but really facilitating uh, learning in, in the sessions that they're running. And that gets back to community, that it's mm-hmm. about uh, building that community. It's about us, right, finding the, the right people, bringing them in and helping them connect with others. And the same way that we're talking about breaking down barriers kind of with the solution providers or exhibitors, I think the same thing with the the speakers, facilitators, that, that, that really... I would love to have that sense of we really are all part of the same community. There's not a kind of a distinction or, or separation that you can talk and that everyone is willing to share their experience and expertise, whether they have that label of, of speaker facilitator or not, but um, but certainly the ones that do, feeling really good about what they're bringing to, to the table. Yeah, so, you know, out of the gate, uh, what we set out to do, what actually happened, um, you know, I think I think they were pretty close uh, this first time out, um, and um, there are certainly areas for improvement. Um, but you know, looking forward to to that opportunity for improvement. So you know, for everybody listening, um, this is hopefully the the, the first of, of many, and um, the the website for the event will remain the same. It's ltd.leadinglearning.com. So you know, if you didn't if you didn't have the chance to be at this year's, we still encourage you to go check that out. You can see what the schedule was, everything that uh, we've been talking about here. Um, but we'll also put a sign up there for. Um, people who want to be notified, you know, as early as possible for uh, when we announce next year and, and open up registration for that. Uh, bonus for that is, you know, anybody who signs up for that is, is going to get the best rate um, for the uh, event um, because they'll hear about it earlier than everybody else. Um, and uh, you know, I guess beyond that, we we ended the the event itself with a uh, with a quote from E. E. Cummings. Uh, maybe we can end this podcast with that same quote. Always a beautiful answer. Who asks a more beautiful question? <laughs>